Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future, I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you and good night. I love you.
everybody. Happy Saturday. I'm your host, Rory Sauter. This is the Rory Sauter Show. It's a beautiful afternoon in Phoenix, Arizona. I hope you all are doing well, and I hope wherever you are, it's uh, it's beautiful there as well, and everything's going accordingly in your life. And um, I hope you're having a great weekend. Lot big show today. Lots to talk about. Lots to get into. Wow, big huge agenda. It's been a long, filled, interesting news and week to say the least. Week in news, to say the least. I will tell you. Um, but uh, you know, one thing after another. Um, I want to start with President Trump versus Steve Bannon, the big controversy there. I mean, there's so much, um, you know, uh, there's a big feud going on there. There's so much back and forth. There's so much friction. There's so much um, tension between the two. And, you know, it's really fucked up of Bannon to, uh, you know, speak to – the guy that just came out with the book, his name is Michael Wolf, and uh, the guy that wrote the book, Michael Wolf, is, you know, known to twist words a little bit and known to have, you know, fic- fictional uh, chapters in his writings and, you know, different things that are definitely fabricated according to mul- multiple witnesses. But at the same time, you know, Bannon uh, – you know, apparently said these things to this guy, Michael Wolf, the writer that just came out with this book about inside the Trump White House, fire and fury. It's getting a lot of backlash. It's getting a lot of attention. Everybody's talking about it. But anyways, uh, Steve Bannon, uh, he was talking to Michael Wolf, the author. And Steve Bannon, you know, apparently, you know, said all these different things. Um, you know, he called Ivanka Trump. Uh, you know, President Trump's daughter, as dumb as a dumb as a brick. Uh, you know, he had some he had some things to say about. You know, he's always had uh, animosity and a lot of buddy heads and differences with the uh, son-in-law Jared Kushner. So he definitely had words for him. Um, he also called Don Jr. patriotic, and and what he did was treasonous. And, you know, he was saying, you know, President Trump was involved with treason, apparently. And, you know, Steve Bannon still has yet to uh, give any sort of official word on it. Steve Bannon was on his – was doing the Breibart radio show the other night. And uh, he was very vague and brief with his wording on uh, commenting uh, regarding – uh, you know the president. What he said about President Trump. He, he, Steve Bannon. All he said was a caller called in and asked Bannon, you know, uh, about it. And Bannon said, uh, "I Trump is a great guy. Uh, I will support him until the end." You know, pinpointing it, summing it up. That's what he said. He did not respond in any way uh, to, you know, what what he was accused of doing in the book. A saying to the to the author of the book, which is now coming out in the news, you know, calling uh, Trump Jr. and President Trump, uh, you know, treasonous uh, individuals and saying they broke the law 
and, you know, at the Trump Tower meeting with the um, Russian individuals, uh, and this was in 2016, but we all know that, you know, nothing about that was uh, against the law or, you know, breaking any rules. Uh, you know, it was – this was after – this was after the fact. And, um, you know, this shouldn't – you know, Bannon shouldn't, uh, you know – it goes to show if this is true, and a lot of people are saying Bannon said this, and the fact that Bannon hasn't given an official statement uh, regarding, uh, you know, this, these insults and these uh, hits and, you know, these angry, hostile attacks, not only on the president, but his family and all, you know, the people surrounding him. I mean, Bannon was the guy that was supposed to be in Trump's corner. Bannon was the guy that was supposed was supposed to be Trump's biggest advocate. You know, Bannon was the guy that I was always talking highly of Trump and was always, you know, in his corner. You know, this kind of seems like a, a two-faced Bannon, a backstabber. You know, Trump made a really good point. You know, called Bannon sloppy and saying, you know, he did get fired from the White House and his career was, you know, uh, he was trying to find new career ways and Obviously, he found a path with this book in giving these these secrets or, you know, these fabrications. They're not secrets. They're fabrications. They're lies. They're fiction. You know, they're, it's laughable. But the fact that, you know, obviously, it's looking like this is more true than not true from the way Bannon's not responding, like I keep saying. But. Like I said, Bannon was the guy that, you know, in a way, uh, in so many ways, his strategies, his his certain, you know, outlook on the political realm, you know, helped Trump in a lot of ways, and they were a good team. And, you know, I mean, we're I, – I'm not reading Breibart at this time. I'm boycotting, boycotting Breibart, and I'm, I'm mad that, you know, Bannon's attached, and I'm mad that uh, – because I'm almost – I'm almost certain that these these uh, accusations and, and what he said is true from all these sources and all these different people are are making it seem more true. But what going going back to this, Bannon, no matter how much we may be mad at him, no matter how much we may you know despise him right now, no matter how much we may uh, you know hate his hate his guts and you know you know, call him every name in the book. You know, there were certain strategies that he put together that helped Trump win. I mean, it was, it was, it was, you know, I'm going to give, you know, Bannon had a tiny bit to do with it. Obviously Trump was the biggest thing. Trump, you know, Trump was the main reason Trump won. It's all Trump. It's all Trump. But Bannon was a smart strategist on, you know, a tiny bit of, of credit and, and respect. But the fact that he did this with this, this backstabbing, I'm very upset. A, a lot of, and I'm a diehard Trump fan. I'm a diehard Trump supporter. I've been to every rally. You know, Trump is the greatest thing to ever happen to America. He's America's savior. He's unbelievable. He's a machine. He's something that, you know, you can only dream of. He's something out of a movie. Like it's so surreal. The, the miraculous things that he's making happen Every day I wake up and I get tears of joy in my eyes. I really do. It's unbelievable. 
And, you know, talk, talking about this Bannon thing, though, you know, yes, you know, Trump, Trump is the reason Trump won. Trump is absolutely. Trump did, he, he you know, 95% of everything to win the election. He had 5% of strategists that, you know, did certain things for him. But, you know, like I said, Bannon deserves some tad bit of the credit because we all know Bannon has been in the industry a long time. He has, a, you know, he has a lot of experience in politics. And, you know, um, and as, long, as well as, you know, the other people around, you know, the Trump campaign. I mean, there's so many different people that are, are so brilliant that, um, and, and this goes back to, this goes back to, um, you know, Amarosa a couple of weeks ago, you know, talked about she was going to write a book and to tell all. You know, Amarosa was one of these people um, that was no, known Trump for years and has always been loyal to Trump. And now she's starting to come out and saying she's going to write a book, and this is all these reports. So, I mean, all these different things that are, are, are backstabbing and all these different various um, stories that are coming out from reliable sources that, you know, I can't believe. I mean, it's obviously there's a lot of money in it for for these people. And Trump is right. You know, a good chance Bannon's career is strongly failing. You know? And, and it fucking bothers me so damn much that Bannon would, would you know, with, with how much he was so vocal and how much he always, you know, was chanting Trump and always behind Trump's back and always was in his corner and was always, you know, the, the guy that would, you know, be so, um, you know, uplifting about him and always, and now the the, 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 ta- the tables are turned. I mean, the it's a, it's a, it's a total, it's a surprise. It's a slap in the face in, in, in many ways, to say the least. It let a lot of conservatives down. What Bannon did, you know, out of all people, Steve Bannon is one of the last people that we ever thought this kind of story would come out about. You know, I mean, Steve Bannon, been the most loyal conservative, um, you, you know, person. Uh, he may have been the most loyal uh, conservative person to Trump, as as we know as conservative, you know, as we know, you know, us Trump supporters. We know, I mean, we know this. And yeah, I mean, just what it, this week was just a, it was a wow. It was just so so surprising that these reports came out about Bannon. All right, but I wanna I wanna get I wanna get moving on topics, um, and um, I wanna talk about Hillary. Talk about Hillary Clinton. Uh, there are now. Oh, actually, I wanna I wanna continue before we move on topics. There's a um, a, uh, a report out about the about the Michael Wolff book, the author of the um, the book that just came out, Fire and Fury. It's the uh, the fictional uh, fabricated uh, stories that he wrote uh, from what he calls apparent sources uh, from the White House. And, 
You know, he was, you know, linked to Bannon. But these are these are a lot of lies coming out with this book. You can tell a lot of it's laughable um, with some of the, some of the chapters and some of the stuff that's written in there. It's unbelievable. Um, and you know, Melania. Melania Trump's spokesperson describes this as a tabloid, exactly how I describe it. It's a fictional, it's like a star magazine. It's like an, an in-touch. It's like a, it's something that's so uh, National Enquirer. I mean, it, it's so fabricated and so laughable and such slapstick humor. Like, it's such trash, some of the stuff that's written in this book. Um, and it, it's so, you know, and this book repeatedly suggests that President Trump is unequipped and unfit to be in office. Okay, <laughs> right there. Here's one. There's one example. Okay, he's unfit, huh? Really? We got the highest stock market ever in history by far. Black unemployment. I'm going to get to this. This is going to be a big topic in a little bit, but black unemployment at an all-time low. A new report uh, yesterday. This is huge. Um, we have, you know, the, the lowest unemployment rate overall since, since the 1960s, we have, um, consumer confidence at a 30 year high at a 30, at a 30, a 30 year, um, the highest it's been in 30 years. We have, we have all these different things. And you think about all the millions of jobs that have came back, all the millions and billions of of manufacturing that has been drawn back into our economy and back into our system, and all these companies from overseas that are coming back and doing all their business here, all these new businesses like like in, in our country that are announcing. Uh, you know, new plants and new building and, and new business um, entities. You have all these companies that are giving huge tax, huge bonuses, and huge uh, benefits to from the tax reform. Trump passed the biggest tax reform in the history of politics. We got the low. We got the lowest crime. We got the lowest uh, illegal crossing. Since the 70s, crossing the border, M- MS-13 is pretty much being destroyed. ISIS is 98% gone under President Trump. What else? We have foreign entities, countries that never wanted to touch us before and even have a business with us before or do any sort of relationships with us before. But now, because of President Trump, they all want to do deals with us and have signed deals with us and are doing business with us. China, Russia, Philippines, Vietnam, India, Singapore, Poland, Saudi Arabia, this is big. This is all big stuff. So when you say he's unfit to be president in this book, that is one. I mean, that right there should make anybody want to rip that piece of trash and throw it in the fire pit. Maybe funny to smoke a joint and, and you know, take a couple, take a couple, uh, you know, 
glances at it and see, you know, how this guy, this author, needed to feel relevant and needed to feel important again in the world after nobody heard from him forever. And he was so and, – and he's a liberal. He's a left, left-leaning left liberal. And I have – I you know what? Just goes to show right here that this guy is a total and absolute phony. One second, folks. Pulling this up. Okay. Now we have source. We have multiple sources right here to talk about this author, Michael Wolf, and he's, uh, you know, his ignorance and his total, um, you know, false narratives and, and fabrications on society and his writings. Maggie Haberman from the New York Times writes, he gets basic details wrong. Charlie May from Salon, very popular paper, may not be super reliable. Writes from CNN, wow, CNN comes out and bashes a liberal, wow. Sloppy. Wow. Business Insider comes out and says, the author says he, says he can't be sure if parts of it are true. Yes, the author did say that. Brian Stelter from CNN. Wow, Brian Stelter, a Trump hater. Real factual errors. Makes you wonder about the overall content. Wow. Brian Stelter, one of the biggest Trump critics, comes out and and hates on this book. Wow. John Poderich from the New York Post says, bless bless ignorance. Stephen Ratner says, a total sleazebag. An unprincipled writer of fiction. Wow. An Obama uh, Obama spokesperson. Wow. Rich Lowry from the National Review. Too stupid and malicious for words. Wow. Mike Allen and Jim Vandihai from Axios. Wrong sloppy. Michael Calderon from Political Rights. A broader skepticism among journalists over the veracity of certain details. Oh, okay. So going back to this, you know, the fact that, I mean, you know, the great thing about America, you can release anything. You can do anything. This is, you know, this book, unfortunately, is a type of freedom speech that, uh, you know, he can put out. I can see a lot of lawsuits coming. Uh, I can see a lot of uh, unwanted, you know, you know, court uh, settings coming his way for him. You know, there's there's a lot of people, uh, you know, that are giving this backlash. Uh, even people he's used their names that uh, that he apparently apparently they said stuff and, you know. He, he, Michael Wolf totally lied, and Michael Wolf is this whole this whole book uh, just goes to show, you know, that um, journalism and the truth in this world is honestly it's gone, it's dead. Journalism, you know, for the most part, is dead. It, it's not, it's not, it's not real. It's all opinions, and I've said this before on my show. It's all. You know what people want to write. It's all about their bias. It's all about their 
their mindset. So many people are jaded. So many people are one-dimensional. So many people are out to take down Trump. So many people are, you know, out to sabotage him in any way possible. And they'll take any measures possible to do so. They don't care. They'll go to extremes. They'll go to the highest levels possible to slander him, slander his family, and slander, you know, people that don't deserve it. 90, 90% of what the media – no, let's – no. 99% of what the media writes about Trump, 99% of what the media writes about Trump is lies, it's fabrications. The mainstream media, the biased liberal media I'm referring to. You got, the, you got that little bit of honest media apparently written to uh, destroy uh, and demolish Trump's presidency and was going to be the, the, the way it was going to, you know, be the end for Trump. This is what, you know, this author was trying to make it out to be. He was quoted as uh, saying. So this is just another attack, just another pathetic attempt to try to bring down Trump, and it never works. Every time Trump – and I, and I said this. I said this, this the entire campaign. I, I was with Trump since day one, since he announced his, he was running for president. And I said he's going to be the next president of the United States. Everybody loved him. Every time somebody attacked him, he just gets more popular. And we'll see between the bullshit of the mainstream media. People see, people see the lies. The American people see the truth. People, people, the American people see the lies behind the mainstream media, and they see the truth behind President Trump, hence why he won. I followed Trump very closely. I went to every rally, the whole campaign cycle. I knew he was going to win, and I knew he was the best thing for America. And I knew the, mo- the mainstream media, the more they kept lying, the, the more people were going to go more towards Trump and see Trump was telling the truth. Trump was telling the truth and helping the American people and realizing that the mainstream media is filled with lies and they're only out to get Trump and they're not out for the people's best interest. Loves America. Trump loves, Trump loves helping us and look what he's done. He's done unbelievable, miraculous things in one year. He's done more in one year than any president in history and he's doing everything Thing he said he was going to do. There's not one thing he hasn't fulfilled his promise on. He keeps his promise to the American people. He keeps going. He never stops. He sleeps five hours a night. One promise after another. Every day, and I've said this many times, every day it's a new campaign promise delivered. You know how we've had in the past, we've had all these previous presidents say they're going to do all this stuff and Maybe at the end, though, if they're lucky, you know, all these past presidents will, you know, get about 20% of the stuff they said they were going to get done. Trump in one year has gotten about 80%. 80% of what he said he was going to get done, he got it done in one year. He's still got seven years left, people. He's got only 20% left of his agenda to fill, and he's got seven years. And he did 80% of his agenda in one year. What did that tell you? Less than one year. This guy's a, 
a miracle man. This guy, this, there's a reason he's a billionaire and owns the nicest hotels in the world and has done so well. And you know what? He described himself, he described something so perfectly earlier. And, you know, he was on Twitter. And I want to I read, I want to read this, this quote from him. I got to find it. Give me one second. But anyways, you know, to sum it up what he said, I read it earlier. But pinpointing it, oh, no, I have it right here, people. Hold on. This is so perfect. Trump on Twitter earlier. So perfect. Now that Russian collusion after one year of intense study has proven to be a total hoax on the American public, the Democrats and their lapdogs, the fake, the fake, the fake news mainstream media are taking out the old Ronald Reagan playbook and screaming mental stability and intelligence. Actually, throughout my life, my two greatest assets have been mental stability and being, like, really smart. Kirk and Hillary Clinton also played these cards very hard and, as everyone knows, went down in flames. (laughs) I went from very successful businessman to top TV star to president of the United States on my first try. Genius. And a very smart, stable genius at that. Perfect. Perfect, perfect. Bravo. Bravo. Well put. Well said. He's a man of every talent. He's a jack of all trades. There's nothing Donald J. Trump can't do. God bless his soul. God bless his strategic and profound brilliance. Amen to that. But this book is just a piece of trash, going back to this Michael Wolf's uh, Fire and Fury book. You know, uh, it, you know, there's, there's nothing to it. There really isn't. And, uh, you know, I, uh, it's not, it's looking like it's not, it's not selling many copies as of now. So the American people aren't buying into it. That's good. All righty. I want to move topics. The um, the Justice Department has opened an investigation into now into Hillary Clinton. Now investigating two 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 investigations for Hillary Clinton. One of the investigations includes her time as Secretary of State and her pay-to-play antics with other foreign entities, uh, with her her and her husband's foundation. And we all know that she's guilty. We have all seen viable, uh, accurate supports come out, reports come out that show and documentation that proves she's guilty of this. We've seen this on so many occasions in all the different – in all these over the years as her time of Secretary of State. She was Secretary of State during Obama's first term, 2008. She got in there in two, when he came when he got elected in two thousand eight, and you know she she's you know apparently uh, they're investigating hundreds of millions of dollars being donated for pay to play schemes um, from for special favors for from government for government power 
and, you know, she wouldn't be the first, and she won't be the last to do something like this. We've seen, you know, certain politicians go to jail over this. We saw, I'm going to give you an example. People remember the guy a few years back in Illinois that tried to sell, uh, he was somewhat, uh, he was he was associated with Obama, and he he was yeah he was officially associated with Obama, and he tried to sell a seat sell a seat in Illinois for a pay to play scheme antics, and that guy ended up in prison. That's just one example of many. So how is Hillary Clinton special from anybody else? She's not. She is as guilty as can be. And the fact that these investigations are finally becoming more and more real, visible, is a really good sign for the American people and us wanting justice and, you know, us us wanting and another, you know, promise that, you know, Trump Trump gave us. And Trump is going to make this happen. Trump's going to get Hillary Clinton to serve to, to serve her to serve time. Justice will be served for the Clintons. It's it's coming, and and the fact that you know Hillary Clinton for so long got away with all this special you know treatment, and she thought you know she could take advantage of the system and, you know, think that she's above the law and, you know, that it's absolutely disgraceful. There's no excuse for it. There's no exception. If anybody else did what she did, we would be sentenced to hundreds of years in prison. We would be served to consecutive, consecutive sentences. This is no joke. And they're also reopening the Hillary Clinton. Um, the other, the other thing they're investigating is the Hillary Clinton uh, email case, looking into Huma Abedin and her husband Anthony Weiner's computer. Yeah, that guy's in prison. Anthony Weiner, Chomo, child molester. God, he's a weirdo, sexual predator, man. Anyways, just goes to show what kind of people. Hillary Clinton associates herself with and the kind of people the Democrats are. Um, but anyways, uh, not getting off topic. So Hillary Clinton and, you know, the email, it's uh, the ju- ju- judi- Judicial Watch won a lawsuit against the State Department, an email release showing that classified info was on Wiener's computer. So there's more and more stuff coming out that's being looked at thoroughly and absolutely being addressed and and taken action on, which is very important. And, you know, last, you know, last week, a few days ago, we saw the Clintons house in upstate New York catch on fire. People, look at the timing of this. Look at how, 
look at look at all the events that are unfolding and everything that's occurring and everything that's in our surroundings and, and everything that's coming out about the Clintons. And all of a sudden, their house catches on fire? Timing, huh? A little bit of corruption? A little bit of a, li- a little bit of shadiness? Absolutely, to say the least. I mean, this this needs to be investigated as well. This whole fire, which it is, but to just as thoroughly and look at it very closely, because the way this happened, after all these reports came out. Days later, their house catches on fire. People, and and this is one example. What about all these different people that have uh, died, that have been close to the Clintons, that go missing? And this is the truth. These are are actual facts. You know, the, the Clintons, I get it, are very powerful. They're high up. They're some of the most powerful people in the world. They're very, you know, they're they're the big they're the big time names. I, name, I get it. But justice is coming, and this this whole fire at their house, and you know, the whole thing didn't catch on fire. Just a part, just part of it. Interesting, very interesting, very interesting. Destroying documents and getting rid of a bunch of evidence and getting rid of a bunch of files and documentation that was illegal and completely satanic material that was going to put them in jail. God, they are the, I mean, that family is the devil. Get away with murder. They think they're above the law. They think that they are better than everybody else. They don't give a shit about you or I. They don't care. They're out for their own political gain. They're out for their own power. They're out for their own. They're out for their own their own selves. And the fire, the fire, yeah. Just the whole, the timing of this fire, the way it, the way it, um, played, the way it played out, the way it just, oh my God, the timing, the timing, the timing, the timing. This is driving me nuts. When are people going to get it that the Clintons belong in prison? I mean, there's certain people, there's liberals I see on NBC and all these different news organizations and all these network feeds on social media. They're like, oh, they're such a, going through such a rough time. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear about their fire at their house. Oh, my God, some people are so stupid and so, they're so naive and they're so dumb. They think the Clintons are these innocent, great family-loving people. Wake up. Jesus Christ. Everybody knows with a sane and rational mind, this fire was totally a setup. And the reason I say that, 
the reason I have such strong, strong certainty is the timing. It's about it's the same week the reports came out about about important facts about investigations and another investigation opening for the Clintons. It all makes sense. It really does. We're gonna have to see what they find on on Anthony Weiner's computer, the Weiner man's computer. He's in prison right now. I wonder how he's doing. Hasn't been any recent reports about the guy uh, in a while. He's a god. He's a real dirtbag. He's a real uh, piece of trash. And that just goes to show who the Democrats have in politics, the kind of people. And Anthony Weiner is one of many in the Democratic Party that's a slime ball, is just a pervert, is a piece of human trash. Disgraceful people. They really are. All right. Wow. <coughs> wow. All righty. So I want to go back to the, another, which is another investigation about the Hillary thing that I talked about a little bit ago. The pay-to-play. The Clinton Foundation. Like I said, there are policy favors in exchange for donations, high donations, as high as hundreds of, as hundreds of millions. Um, from you know donor charitable gifts to receive government outcomes, and there were also this is a big issue that uh, played in that they're investigating about Hillary Clinton uh, tax exempt assets for personal and political uh, use. No tax exempt assets, seeing if they were altered for personal and, and political use. So that's something that. Um, definitely uh, needs to be looked at very closely. Oh my God, all this stuff is ev- there could, for any other ordinary person. Do you know how many charges would come about with this? An astronomical amount of charges would come in a court of law. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> all righty. I want to uh, – and here, before I move on, with Hillary and uh, the investigation, you know, we have – you know, we have all of this things with Comey, with Rosenstein, with Peter Stork. Obama is even tied to it. Hillary, you know – they all cleared Hillary for, for political gain. I mean, it was proven in documents, looking at some of these old reports. I mean, that's one of many examples of, of Hillary, um, you know, using her power for political gain and what she's guilty of. There's so many other cases of where she's taken money and you from other – illegally from other foreign nations and other foreign powers and has used it for her power and other – you know, she's used other government stuff to her advantage. And it's absolutely disgraceful. And justice, like I said many times, justice is going to be served. All right, moving on. We're on a time schedule. So this is a huge headline that I'm so excited to talk about. Black, and it's out just yesterday. Black unemployment is now at an all-time low. Black unemployment, listen to this, deployment is at an 
all-time low. All-time low. Black unemployment is at an all-time low. Absolutely incredible by President Donald Trump. President Donald Trump, within a year, in less than a year, has done more for the black community than Barack Hussein Obama did in eight years. This is history, people. This is amazing. This is absolutely unbelievable, and this is a a dream come true for the black community and for our economy and, and for cleaning up our inner cities and you know, reshaping things the right way and, and putting everything in a positive manner, manner for these young, these young men and women in, in, in these communities. I mean, these get, gives these people hope. It gives pe- the people in these communities hope now. You know, under Obama, they were at record high with food stamp numbers, and Obama, that's what he believed. He ena- Obama enabled laziness. Trump has put these men back to work. Trump has got these men and women back on the good, the right track and given them opportunities in the real world and life. I love it. This brings joy to so many people's eyes, and this is something that should be looked at very closely and not and, and, and absolutely paid attention to. Like a, it's amazing. Like this is history. This is absolutely unbelievable. Definitely should not be taken for granted. And I wish CNN would would report it and MSNBC would report it. The report I got where it came from was USA Today. Very reliable, trustworthy paper. USA Today. And CNN and MSNBC won't even show it. Won't even report it. It just goes to show it's against their narrative. And we, we know, according to statistics and according to numbers, majority of African Americans watch those networks rather than, you know, let's say Fox News or the conservative outlets. And, and same with, you know, other minority groups. They watch more of the, the liberal outlets, like CNN and MSNBC. So they're brainwashed. And that's, and that's a big problem occurring in our society, seeing stuff like this. Like, this is so important. And if, and if like, I, I see, you know, because I, I do a lot of research and I'm very closely monitoring people's reaction and people's responses and how they see, you know, these reports come out. And there's a lot of, you know, there's a good, there's a significant amount of black people that have commented greatly on these, on these, the unemployment report that just came out. But there's also, People that are still in denial in that in the African American community that are saying, "Oh no, that's just you know bullshit, you know bullshit and fake news." No, it's not. It's USA Today. So, you know, there's still so much of people need to get on the same page and understand the truth and how great President Trump is doing. I mean, this is awesome. And now that the media, you know. The, the media, the liberal mainstream media lately has been trying to trying to say, 
Trump is mentally unfit, and he's they're trying to say that you know he's not he's and he's not economically fit and he's not professionally fit to do this job. Look at all these amazing numbers, like I said earlier. That's what their main stories have been in the liberal media, like CNN and MSNBC lately. Those kind of headlines. Not talking about black unemployment at an all-time low. They're not talking about the stock market at an all-time high. Black unemployment at an all-time low. I say it over and over because it makes me so happy. Like we've never heard that ever in our history. It's amazing. And these communities can now, we can now, the infrastructure can now grow. There could be more spending. More spending means growing. More means more economic, uh, you know, capabilities and opportunities. I mean, wow. Amazing. It really is. More great news I want to talk about. West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania are going to be building, creating natural gas hubs and what they call it, all those places are cold country, and they're putting $1.9 billion into it. Unbelievable. And as you know, natural gas is the new way. It's the new, it's, it's the new way to create a safe and clean environment. And it's the right thing to do. I'm surprised this, wasn't, this move wasn't made a, a long time ago under, you know, under other presidents. Companies from all over the world have natural gas by building refining facilities in the region. This will help spear increased industrial expansions and job growth in an economically vulnerable area of the nation. So important. That is very important. It's absolutely important. And, um, and, and the fact that you know, these communities and especially, you know, some of these uh, struggling areas in West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania, you know, they can get, they, I mean, the growth and, and the the economic, the you know, the build and the economic advantages and the opportunities that will come with this are, the sky's the limit. And we all know during the Obama era, you know, natural gas uh, you know, they didn't believe in it. And Obama wasn't a big advocate of coal. And now coal countries getting back on their feet, these places, are doing so well. So now think of nat- adding natural gas there, how much more they're going to benefit and-, and succeed on all these different streams streams of income and, you know, economic development to their communities and to their, to their families and, and to their, their local businesses. So important. So important. So, okay, so news that came in, I want to announce that Bannon will be replaced at Breibart, and this is per per Matt Drudge. This is from Matt Drudge, very reliable uh, political. um, He owns a a political site, uh, Drudge Report. He's a, he's a very known political figure in, in the in the uh, in the industry, and um, yes, so Steve Bannon will be replaced, and 
you know, the billionaire conservative donor, Rebecca Mercer, dropped ties with Bannon. And among many other different and donors have cut ties with, a slop, with sloppy Steve. And uh, Steve Bannon. And, um, you know, this isn't going to end well for Steve. Steve, uh, you know, his career is pretty much underwater. It's pretty much gone. It's pretty much a, uh, it's pretty much, it, it's the end, you know, for, for, where, for where he was, for how big he was, for how much of a mainstream, for how much of a big time figure he was, those days are over. He'll never see these kind of glorious days again. He should have never opened his mouth. Trump is right himself. Steve Bannon shot him shot himself in the foot. Steve Bannon did this to himself. Steve Bannon, you know, may have a career in a smaller um you know in a smaller area of politics, but like I said, to this level ever again. All right. I'm going to switch topics. Oh, and I want to go back to the black factoring. Obama lost 17,000 manufacturing jobs in his last year of presidency. Trump gained 171,000 new jobs in his first year in manufacturing. Listen to that, people. Obama lost 17,000 manufacturing jobs in his last year. Trump gained 171,000 new manufacturing jobs in his first year. Unbelievable. And that's just manufacturing. A new report out saying the wife of Pulse Nightclub, the wife of the shooter from Pulse Nightclub, we remember from a couple of years ago, the gay nightclub in Orlando, Florida, that killed, um, it, was, it was the second worst shooting uh, in U.S. history next to the Vegas attack. Uh, she apparently knew that her husband was going to go kill all these people. And now the FBI now reports. Wow. Unbelievable. Could have used that information earlier, ma'am. The fact that this is now coming out and she's, I mean, the fact that this is, Jesus Christ, this is now just a thing. Wow. Yep, she she is just as guilty as him, in my strong opinion. That's absolutely absurd. Wow. Jesus Christ. All right. I want, I got to, we're running out of time. But um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. It is my girlfriend's birthday. We are almost two years together. We're going to go out and celebrate. It's going to be a very fun day. And um, I want to thank you all um, for watching today, for listening today. I appreciate 
um, your your time and for tuning in. Um, this has been this has been a great episode. I'm glad I shared all my insight with all of you. Um, it's been very fun. Um, I again I have a whole agenda that I because I, I have an hour every day. I'm on a timed through our through our platform through our system. I'm on a timed platform, so um, I still have stuff to go over, but I'll have to do that starting Monday. I'm going to be on five days a week starting Monday, but um, I've even gone over an hour this time. It's almost, wow, okay. So, but yeah, I, I still I will get ever to everything that I didn't get to today on Monday, and I'll be on five days a week, like I said, starting Monday. But I'm um, going to have a good night tonight everybody hope you all are safe have a great night um have a great rest of the weekend um and um it's my girlfriend's birthday so i'm gonna have an exciting weekend her and i are gonna spend some quality time together which is always nice if you have a loved one uh be sure to spend as much time and quality uh and put and, and, and you know have quality time together as much as possible, and uh, enjoy the moments. Embrace the uh, embrace the seconds. Don't take anything for granted. Life is good. God is good. Love is good. Every you know life is good. It really is. Cherish the cherish the moments while you can. You know, because we may not have tomorrow. We just never know. We really don't. After seeing all these unexpected news stories and all these deaths lately and losing a lot of, I've lost a lot of friends and I've lost family members. I just, I learned to, you know, live every, live every moment like it's my last and cherish everything. And, you know, don't, um, Try not to take anything for granted. I do my I do my best in every moment to remember those times because we don't get them back. We really don't get them back. All right, everybody. I love you all. God bless. I'll see you Monday. I'm Rory Sauter.